0: The Libs are coming for your parental rights. This viral clip, care of our friends at Libs of TikTok.
1: Let's talk about parental rights for a second, because it's become evident that it's being used currently in this fight against queer people, and especially queer kids who need more protections than ever before. Like in Saskatchewan and in the U.S., parental rights are being used to thwart any rights of Autonomy that the kid might have and I'm sorry, but kids do have autonomy. We've already established this For example, if a kid needs a blood transfusion and the parents don't want to It's not the parents right to refuse that blood transfusion for that kid because it is Life-saving in the same respect if a kid Only needs to like use a different name and pronoun in school There might be a reason and a good reason they're not coming out at home and they need a safe place to be themselves And so to hell with this idea of parental rights when it comes to kids who have their own consent and their own bodily autonomy and their own autonomy to their personhood that need to be protected.
0: To hell with this idea of parental rights. Libs 2024, to hell with parental rights. Now you might say, who cares? This is just some random weirdo, and that's true. But we see the same belief articulated by more prominent Less random weirdos. Here is AOC's take on the GOP's parents' Bill of Rights proposal.
1: They are asking the Republican Party to keep culture wars out of classrooms. Our children need urgent and aggressive educational solutions. The American Library Association coming out against this Republican proposal. When we talk about progressive values I can say what my progressive value is, and that is freedom over fascism.
0: Okay, but it's AOC, you might say. Everyone knows AOC is on the fringe. Yeah, sure, maybe. But then, here again, we have an even less fringe, even less random, even more prominent weirdo saying the same thing. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our
1: nation's children are all our children.
0: No such thing as someone, meaning there's no such thing as your child. They're all my child, me, Joe Biden. The Libs are coming out in full force against parental rights. They view the family as the final impediment to their agenda. On the bright side, this is the best line of attack that the GOP currently has. Parental rights is exactly what gave Republicans Virginia. It's exactly one of the reasons that Ron DeSantis has been so popular in Florida. The libs know that dismantling the family is unpopular, but they also know that they've got to do it to seal their power. And the scary thing is, despite the unpopularity, they've already been pretty successful at doing just that. I'm Michael Knowles. It's is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Get great meat at a secure price and 25 bucks off your order with my code Knowles. You know, what I had for dinner last night, I had some juicy, delicious, succulent Good Ranchers, as I do many nights. Go to goodranchers.com, use code Knowles, K N W L E S, today, and perhaps that will give you some of Elisa's, sweet little Elisa's, Good Ranchers recipes. RFK Jr., potentially running third party. And he is weighing in on which major candidate he's going to take more votes from. We'll get to that in one second. First, though, Libs of TikTok finding some real bangers lately. She always finds phenomenal clips that tell you a lot about our politics. But I don't know, the last few days, it's just been hit after hit after hit. Here is one trans activist. I guess we're not going to be on a certain social media platform for this part of the show. Here is a trans activist explaining that he wants to be not only a one of the first men who i guess would be the very first man who gets pregnant by having a a a womb implant and this is all kind of sci-fi stuff but he he wants to be not only the first man to get pregnant but then also the first man to kill his child
2: the first trans woman to have a successful uterus transplant ovaries and eggs included And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. I will let a doctor who has successfully transplanted a uterine complex before cut the organs out of a willing, healthy, transmasculine donor, place them in my body. I will devote myself, heart and soul, to their aftercare. I will have as much gay sex as it takes with as many trans women as it takes and let the transphobes and homophobes scratch their heads, wondering what to make of it. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion.
0: Okay. I think I followed most of that. It's a little bit of a Rube Goldberg machine of infanticide. There's so many extra added steps there for the end goal of killing a child. But I think I basically followed it. He wants to pretend to be a woman and then cut out the healthy organs of another woman who thinks that she's a man and then have those organs implanted into him. And then he wants to do all sorts of depraved acts. And then he wants to improbably, implausibly become pregnant and and begin to nurture this budding young life solely for the purpose of then being able to murder it. That's what gets him off. And the whole reason I show this clip is not merely to point out how wacky those trans activists are or boy golly, can you imagine how far the left has gone these days? The reason I bring this one up is to remind people that there is a limit to debate. Liberalism says that all of politics is like one big, never-ending college debating society. And we're never going to come to any firm conclusions. We're all just going to keep debating. And it's so important to have conversations. And we just need to talk to each other. And as long as we can talk and have conversations and debate, then our politics will be flourishing. There's no debating with that. There's no when you differ on first principles, when you differ on the basic premises and axioms, the, the starting point for how you view the world, the, the, the starting place that you arrive at through intuitive reasoning, when you differ there to that kind of degree, there's no debate. How are you going to debate that guy? says, I want to chop my whole body up and chop up another woman and get and switch all of our organs so that I can do depraved things and then get pregnant so I can murder a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, no, sir. Let me explain to you rationally why your views are. No, no, there is a limit to debate. And conservatives need to recognize this. The libs recognize this, but conservatives need to recognize this too. Politics is not an endless conversation. Politics is how we all live together. And when we all want to live together, we have to come to certain conclusions about the law. And what the law is, is an ordinance of reason for the common good by him who has care of the community and promulgated. That's what it is. And so you got to just say, you just, those people, you just got to say, no, <laughs> no, sorry. I don't need to entertain your stupid, depraved, evil thoughts. I don't need to pretend that that your point of view has any validity whatsoever. You are a crazy person with serious defects of your will and intellect, and you should most likely be in an insane asylum, but... But perhaps there's some argument that you can live a a slightly more autonomous life, but with strict limits on it. Because you, sir, have completely lost your mind and you are a danger to everyone around you and to yourself. So no, we're not going to just chat and we're not going to pretend that your view has any validity whatsoever. Just no. No. Sorry. Sorry. Your ideology for the good of society and especially for the good of people like you it needs to be eradicated from public life entirely at every single level speaking of the consequences of liberalism there's this is the craziest story that hit the news yesterday and i i didn't really comment on it directly yesterday because it was so shocking i i didn't i felt it was even distasteful to talk about it now enough time has gone by I don't, everyone's already talking about it This guy, Josh Kruger, is a liberal activist, and Josh Kruger, three days ago, made fun of Scott Adams, the Dilbert comic and somewhat vaguely conservative commentator who's a very interesting guy and has, you know, obviously had a very successful career. Scott Adams, three years ago, tweeted out, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you will be dead within the year. That was July 2020. Three days ago, Josh Kruger tweets out, the Dilbert dude is like Nostradamus. Look at this prediction from 2020. Wow, eerie. So he's making fun of him. He's saying, yeah, we're all supposed to be dead. And, you know, we're not dead. What an idiot this guy is. And then two days after that, Josh Kruger was murdered in his Philadelphia home. Uh, And now the Dilbert guy is being called Nostradamus. This is really weird. We got it's New York Times is reporting on this. Philadelphia journalist is killed in his home. Josh Kruger 39 was shot seven times. The police said that no arrests had been made. We don't know if the if the people who killed him knew him or if it was just another home break-in, like there's so many of them in Philadelphia. So now people are saying, Wow, Scott Adams is predicting the future. And it's weird. The timing is a little bit eerie, obviously, not for the reasons that Mr. Kruger thinks. I don't think that we should be uh, happy about this, obviously. I know some people think they have a little schadenfreude here because the guy who downplayed all of the risks of living in these kinds of cities and downplayed the spiking crime, he ended up having to deal with the consequences of that. Obviously, we should just pray for this guy's soul and pray for ourselves too. Uh, But what do we make of Scott Adams? Does he predict the future? No. No. He only sort of, Scott Adams only sort of predicts the future in the same way that prophets predict the future. People misunderstand what a prophet is. Uh, A priest friend of mine, uh, Father Rutler, has an excellent line on this. He says, prophets do not primarily predict the future, but rather see the present. They they predict the future only in a derivative sense, in as much as telling the truth will tell you something about how the future is going to unfold. The number of murders in Philadelphia has more than doubled over the last decade. It does not take a Nostradamus to know that people are more likely to be murdered in these cities. So some people deny that reality. Other people just tell the truth. They just see the present. They tell the truth as they see it. And when when you tell the truth in an age... That is defined by lies, you're going to look like you're predicting the future. But you're not. You're just being honest with yourself and making an observation and, and also having the integrity to tell, tell other people that observation, too. Now, one place where you're going to definitely want integrity and honesty is when you're hiring people, which is why you got to check out ZipRecruiter. Right now, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Knowles. I would like to give a hand to all those whose job it is to hire. From the small business owners growing their team to the HR directors hiring hundreds across the nation, you have one of the toughest jobs there is. Hiring a good HR team is one of the most important things you can do. With ZipRecruiter, you can make your whole hiring process faster and easier. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology works for you to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. ZipRecruiter saves you time by letting you easily invite your top candidates to apply to your job so they're more likely to apply sooner. ZipRecruiter is trusted by over 3.8 million businesses for their hiring needs. Hiring heroes let ZipRecruiter help make your job easier. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Knowles, to try ZipRecruiter for free. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash K-N-O-W-L-E-S. These guys are the best in the business. They, make, they are best in business, I guess, because they make it so easy for your business to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Speaking of lawlessness... We've got an update in the Congressman Jamal Bowman case. Congressman Jamal Bowman is is the man who is a Democrat from New York, and he pulled a fire alarm to stop the House from voting on a continuing resolution. And then he lied about it. And he said, oh, no, I was just trying to open the door. The signs were really confusing, and I just didn't, didn't know. So this excuse fell apart pretty quickly when we saw the alleged signs. There's one that says, emergency exit only. It says, emergency exit only, push until alarm sounds, door will unlock in 30 seconds. Yeah. And so, but it says alarm will sound, emergency exit only, don't go out this way. Uh, So unless Congressman Jamal is completely illiterate, uh, it's not convincing that he would have not known what these signs meant. But then what's weird is, in the picture, we have camera footage of him pulling the alarm. He's... He's not standing in front of those signs. The signs are nowhere really to be seen in that picture. Apparently, it's because he knocked the signs down. And then he's not pushing on the door. He's just pulling the fire alarm on the wall. So he, he couldn't even pretend as though he he thought it was just a, a way to get through the door. He's, he turned and pulled the fire alarm there. Furthermore, the way that you know his excuse is complete BS is because he didn't even go out those doors. Congressman Jamal apparently... Uh, uh, ran out through a different door on a different floor because he didn't want to get caught because he didn't realize that they had cameras in the U.S. Capitol. Tells you a lot about the caliber of Democrat congressman. So this, this totally fell apart. And now what are the Republicans going to do? If the GOP does not vote to expel this man from Congress, this man who, who did a much more egregious insurrection— than anything committed by the horn hat guy or the Midwestern grannies or the lectern fellow from Florida smiling for the camera. Congressman Jamal Bowman, if any of those guys are guilty of insurrection, Bowman is guilty of it 20 times over. If the G does not expel him from Congress, GOP is in charge of the House right now, then the GOP is just completely impotent. It's just completely pathetic. Bowman, for his part, is now in damage control mode. So he-, he sent out this messaging, according to Politico, which blamed everything on the Nazi Republicans. And he said, we, we've got we've to stop these Nazi Republicans from trying to make a big deal over my pulling the fire alarm and a- obstructing an official congressional proceeding. When Politico reported on the Nazi memo, Congressman Bowman then backtracked. And he, he denied having sent out the guidance. He said, I just became aware that in our messaging guidance, there was inappropriate use of the term Nazi without my consent, without my consent. I condemn the use of the term Nazi out of its precise definition. It is important to specify the term Nazi refers to members of the Nazi party and neo-Nazis, which would be a lot more convincing if Congressman Jamal Bowman had not called me a Nazi on Twitter back in March. So back in March, after I gave my CPAC speech where I said boys and girls are different, you know, and Congressman Jamal tweets out and says, Michael, this is a direct quote, Michael Knowles is a Nazi hell-bent on keeping only white men alive and in power. And then he went on and on and on. So here— Bowman insinuates, I would never use the term Nazi if I weren't referring to German soldiers from the 1940s. This this happened without my consent. I completely disavow this. I would never do such a thing. It's terribly offensive. Oh, yeah? Well, was it also accidental and non-consensual when you called me a Nazi on Twitter? The tweet's still up. Was that still an accident back in March? I don't know that I believe that. Are you going to disavow that, Congressman Bowman? Are you going to apologize to me? Or are you going to apologize to everyone for that, that awful decision, no doubt made by some low-level staffer, to call me a Nazi for saying that boys and girls are different? He just keeps digging. This is a guy who is not thinking strategically. And this is one of the reasons also not to lie. It's bad to lie because lying is a sin and can condemn your soul to hell. And you shouldn't do it for that reason because it offends God. Uh But another reason, even if you don't believe in God and you don't care about your soul and if you're just in politics, another reason not to lie is you're going to get caught. It's very, especially when you're lying publicly to the media in the age of Twitter where there's a tweet for everything, you're going to get caught, man. Especially if you're not necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed, when you're not maybe the most uh, high-level Machiavelli, uh, Metternich kind of political strategist out there. And then you start spinning all these lies and denying and backtracking, and you're going to get caught. And so, probably, what would serve Congressman Bowman is for him to stop speaking immediately. Two days ago, probably. Uh, but but this is a real crime. It's it's not it's not just that he called me a Nazi or he called Republicans Nazis and he's lying about it. And that's a little bit of a political scandal. Obstructing an official congressional proceeding. After the Democrats have spent the last two years whining and crying and screaming about how January 6th was basically, you know, the the shots fired on Fort Sumter. I don't, you know, give me a break. This, if the GOP does nothing here, if the GOP doesn't seize on this advantage and expel this looney tune from Congress, uh, then what do we have the GOP in Congress for? Now, what what do you have— nasty particles in your air for. It's probably because you don't have EnviroCleanse. Right now, go to ekpure.com slash Most people only think about poor air quality when we have fires, like the ones that were just happening in Canada, America's evil top hat, causing New York to be a strange orange color that made the air quality absolutely terrible. Have you stopped to think about the polluted air in your day-to-day life? You and your family's health might be affected by the air quality in your home. Allergens and germs floating in the air that you breathe can make you sick. But the good news is that there is technology out there that helps you purify your living space easily and affordably. With EnviroCleanse, you'll never have to worry again. EnviroCleanse is an in-home air purifying unit designed to destroy cold and flu viruses, allergy-inflaming toxins, mold, and even more. EnviroCleanse promises far fewer colds, allergies, and better sleep. Their air purifiers come in all sizes, colors, and prices to fit every budget, and they offer additional products like surface cleaner and laundry detergent. Breathe in pure air and live a healthier life. Visit ekpure.com. Use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. Right now, you will also get their free air quality monitor, plus fast free shipping. That is $150 in savings. EKpure.com, code Knowles, EKPure.com, promo code Knowles. Faith Moore, my friend Faith, Andrew Claven's very talented daughter, has written a new rendition of the age-old Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol, except this time it's with a K. It's a modern twist on the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, except with a female protagonist. In a world where boss babes are championed at the expense of family, Faith is making the case that having what matters is far better than having it all. A Christmas Carol now available for pre-order. Order yours on Amazon or wherever you get your books today. Speaking of Democrats, RFK Jr. seems poised to run third party in 2024. So this raises the question, is he going to be a spoiler? And if he's a spoiler, who's he going to be a spoiler for? Is he going to be like Ross Perot and throw the election to the Democrat? Or is he going to be like Ralph Nader and throw the election to the Republican? RFK Jr. thinks he knows the answer.
2: Yeah, but the, and then the other thing is that I take more votes from President Trump than I do from President Biden. Right, so why would that help them? Yeah. yeah, It's not helping them.
0: Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't think that's true. I see why some people do think that that might be true. Some people do think that might be true because uh, RFK Jr. is anti-vax, and he's specifically anti-COVID-vax, and a lot of Republicans are also anti-COVID-vax. But that's pretty much it. RFK. Jr. I, I kind of like the guy. In fact, I grew up in his town. His, my, my grandmother attended Bobby Kennedy's church for, it's like 60 years of her life or something. I was a relatively small town in Northern Westchester. So I, you know, I've been aware of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for most of my life, and he seems like an amiable, albeit somewhat eccentric fellow. but he's a big lib. Other than on the COVID vaccines, he's a lib on pretty much every single issue. He's a lib on abortion. He's a lib on energy. He's a lib on the cl- climate policy, such as it is. He's a lib on marriage. He's a lib on guns. He's a lib on immigration. He's On the latter two issues, he's a little bit better than Biden and some of the Dems, but he's still a, a liberal on those issues. So how is he going to take more votes from Trump? I just don't believe that. Especially, I know Republicans have spent the last six months building up Bobby Kennedy as a potential challenge to Joe Biden, to some good effect, too, by the way, because currently Bobby Kennedy Jr. is polling at 15% in the Democrat Party, which I think makes my case for me and argues against the point Kennedy's trying to make. How is Kennedy polling within the Republican Party? They haven't taken a ton of direct polls on this question. There is one, though. Here's one. This is one from Echelon Insights. Shows that Trump versus Biden, right now, national poll, has Trump winning by three points, 46 to 43. If the race were Trump versus Biden versus Kennedy, Trump would win by four points. It would be Trump 40, Biden 36, Kennedy 14. So again, the margin of error is, you know, real here. I mean, this is a pretty tight race as it is, but in as much as the polls show anything, it shows that. Bobby Kennedy would pull more from Biden than from Trump. The the, the only issue is COVID. But if COVID were the defining issue of the 2024 race, Ron DeSantis would be the nominee. Because Donald Trump has a million pictures next to Anthony Fauci, and Ron DeSantis reopened Florida relatively quickly. That That was his issue. The big issues that define DeSantis are COVID, first of all, opening Florida up relatively quickly, and then parental rights and fighting Disney and fighting the the LGBT agenda. mostly it was COVID. But Trump is still way up in the polls because people's memories are short and there are other issues that they're thinking about. So COVID isn't the defining issue. So I I say bring it on with RFK. I'm fine with it. RFK has to, I think, argue that he is primarily going to pull votes from Trump because his base is still Democrats. The the people who like Bobby Kennedy are maybe some eccentrics on the right, uh, but more likely it's going to be those liberals, those Democrats who think the woke people have gone too crazy. You know, look, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Kennedy Democrat. All right. I, lo- I love Jack Kennedy. All right. I, but I just think these woke people have gone too far. But I still hate Trump. So I just need some, you know, Biden, he's hes too old and he's hes followed the left fringe of his party. I just want to vote for a Kennedy. OK, I'm going to vote for Bobby Kennedy. That's, that's his base. His base is not rock ribbed conservatives. It, just to use one example, if you're pro-life, you can't in good conscience, vote for Bobby Kennedy. Because you've got a relatively, historically, incredibly solid pro-life candidate in Trump. Trump who got Roe v. Wade overruled. Trump who was the first president to speak at the March for Life. Even if some recent comments have been a little more confusing on pro-life, largely because he's trying to attack his most formidable rival, Ron DeSantis. You can't, no one can seriously argue Bobby Kennedy is more pro-life than Donald Trump. So you got a major candidate who's pro-life, who's got a way better chance of winning than Bobby Kennedy does? You got to vote for Trump. Or if let's say Trump isn't the nominee, it's Ron DeSantis, you got to vote for Ron DeSantis over Bobby Kennedy. There's no, there's no real argument. I say, bring it on, baby. Let's go. I want to see a Kennedy running again. Speaking of Trump and DeSantis, Trump is in hot water and DeSantis is capitalizing on it because uh, Donald Trump just admitted that his promise to get Mexico to pay for the wall, was, in a certain sense at least, a bluff.
1: So when you hear these lunatics back there say, Trump didn't get anything from Mexico. Well, you know, there was no legal mechanism because I said they're going to help fund this wall. But there was no legal mechanism. How do you go to a country and say, by the way, I'm building a wall. Hand us a lot of money.
0: So DeSantis is personally taking that clip. And not just from his campaign account or his war room account, which has very limited reach, but is finally starting to use his Ron DeSantis personal Twitter account, which is much smarter. His campaign should have been doing that a year ago, has come out and said, admitting that the famous promise from 2016 to have Mexico pay for the wall was just an empty campaign slogan is bad enough. What makes it worse is that there is actually a way to get Mexico to pay for the wall, impose fees on remittances sent to Mexico and other countries by illegal aliens. As president, I will get this done. No more bluster. Results are all that matter. Uh, This is a good attack. I don't think that that Trump's admission there is going to hurt him really all that much. I agree with what Trump said in 2016, which is that he could basically shoot somebody in broad daylight on Fifth Avenue and he probably wouldn't lose a single vote. I think that's true because I think most people, when they heard we're going to get Mexico to pay for it, understood that to mean we're going to get them to pay for it through, I don't know, rewriting trade deals like rewriting NAFTA for instance or through potentially through remittances like Governor DeSantis is suggesting or through this or through that but I don't I don't think most people understood that to mean we're going to send an invoice to Mexico and the President of Mexico is going to pay for it still though I think DeSantis is very smart to pursue this line of attack I think he's very smart to attack Trump from the right I think some of the GOP consultant class has wanted DeSantis, to lay off some of the cultural issues and to present himself as, I'm the sane alternative. We're, we're team sanity over here. We're the we're not like those crazy lunatic Trumper type people. And I, I think that is just totally the wrong framing. That is GOP establishment, donor, you know, uh, chamber of commerce nonsense, okay? That's accepting the framing of Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert. Do you remember uh, about 10 years ago, right around the 2012 race, there was— a rally to restore sanity with these two liberal comedians and commentators, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, because those Tea Party people or those Sarah Palin type people—they're so crazy, they're insane. We're the sane people, okay? And so, for whatever GOP consultant class types have convinced Ron DeSantis to run as I'm the sane candidate, I'm not—I'm not insane like Donald Trump. I think they're a large part of the reason why DeSantis is in the doldrums when it comes to the poll numbers. I think his best shot is to go after Trump from the right, from the cultural issues, the kind of cultural issues that got Glenn Youngkin elected in Virginia, that made Ron DeSantis popular in Florida, that the GOP consultant class freaking hates, but they're excellent, strong issues. He needs to take the fight to him. And his answer needs to be not, look, I'm going to restore sanity and civility, and we're not going to call Mexicans murderers and rapists, and we're not going to force them to pay for any wall. His answer needs to be, yeah, we're going to make him pay for twice as much of the wall that, that Trump made him pay for. That's his only shot. And it's probably not going to work either because Trump is so far ahead. He's got such an advantage. He's practically an incumbent. He's 50 points up if you believe any of the polls, (laughs) you know, 40 40 to 50 points up if you believe any of the polls. So it's still a long shot. But I think DeSantis is beginning to realize this is his only shot. He's not going to make peace with Trump. The die is cast. They're enemies now, okay? And so he can either... He can either just sort of fade away, like many of Trump's opponents, or he can dig in, hit him from the right, and then hope to pop up at a later time. Either hope to win the nomination somehow or pop up at another time when people rethink the GOP and Ron DeSantis starts to look like the real conservative standard bearer. I think that's the game he's playing right now. GOP in in 76 nominates Jerry Ford over Ronald Reagan. Then Ronald Reagan gives a speech at the RNC. And I think a lot of Republicans regretted nominating Jerry Ford because Reagan gave this clear, relatively more conservative political vision. If DeSantis is going to have any shot, that's his shot. It's not going to be the, I'm I'm the sane alternative, okay? I'm going to just restore things to normalcy. No, nobody wants that, man. The normal status quo that we had pre-Trump is the reason we elected Trump because the normal is extremely abnormal, because the normal these days is parents don't have any rights, and boys are girls, and we're going to upend our whole political order, and we're not going to have any borders. And that's If that's normal, we don't want normal, okay? We want to shake things up. Now, I think that's all a great strategy for DeSantis. That said, the race still isn't moving. And Don't shoot the messenger on this, especially because I'm citing the Messenger-Harris poll. But I said, after that second debate, I said, Ron DeSantis was the clear winner. He did great, relatively to the other people on stage. And it's not going to matter. The debate just doesn't matter at all. If the debate did matter, then it would help DeSantis. But the debate doesn't matter, so it won't. And please don't shoot the messenger. Seems that I was correct. According to Messenger-Harris, the most Republicans polled believe that DeSantis won. And also that doesn't matter because the numbers haven't really moved. The People are still just as likely to support Trump or DeSantis or any of the other candidates as they were before the debate, even though they acknowledge that DeSantis won that debate. Now, speaking of electability for the GOP, moving past the candidates for a second, there's another important poll out that shows that voters favor the GOP on the economy by the widest margin ever recorded. So NBC, liberal poll, shows the GOP with a 21-point lead over the Democrats when it comes to handling of the economy. This poll goes back to 1991. This is the biggest margin ever. The question is, will that be reflected at the ballot box? All of these indicators are showing that the Republicans have a, a strong advantage here. If it were just one poll measuring just one aspect of political life, you might say, well, the poll could be wrong. Well, you know, maybe that aspect of life didn't matter so much. But consistently here, you see Trump versus Biden, Trump wins. Consistently, you see on the question of the economy, the Republicans beat the Democrats. Consistently on all of these individual issues, from border security to parental rights to the funding of the war in Ukraine, Republicans are on the popular side of those issues. Democrats, are, in virtually every case, Democrats are on the unpopular side. So do you think that the Republicans are going to win in 2024? I'm not convinced of that. Just as I am convinced that it's most likely that Trump will be the GOP nominee, I'm not convinced he's going to beat Biden or whoever the Democrat is. And not necessarily because of his flaws. I am not convinced that the ballot box will accurately reflect the, the decision of the people. Someone asked, uh, Michael, if, what group did Trump underperform with in 2020 that he's going to do better with in 2024? I said, I think the dead. Pretty sure I'm convinced that Donald Trump severely underperformed among the dead in 2020, especially in bellwether and you know crucial counties. And so I think that his campaign needs to increase their outreach to the deceased community uh, and all of the other communities that are disproportionately likely to vote by mail and in ballot drop boxes. That's, that's a real issue. These are all really encouraging numbers, especially on the economy, because people do often vote with their wallets. But none of that matters. It's the advice that n- none of that matters if, as FDR told LBJ, you don't sit on the ballot box. None of that matters if you don't have poll watchers who are making sure that there's no fraud. Or in the case of the advice of FDR to LBJ, they actually, he, he was actually encouraging a little bit more fraud, which LBJ then followed in 1948 and uh, stole a Senate seat and then ultimately became president of the United States. So I don't think Republicans should steal elections, but we got to make sure that the Democrats don't. You got to watch the ballot box. My favorite comment yesterday is from Noah Hastings. 6145, who says, The microphone on set is a great choice, very classy, but kind of sucks that Michael is visibly using a lav mic instead to find a mic that's functional and stylish. I will tell you, my friend, it's true. I've, I'm wearing a lavalier mic here. It's just a backup mic. This is, this is, this is my real microphone. Uh, that was not always the case. Previously, I had a mic. It was a real mic, but it was kind of a dummy. We, we used the desk mic as a backup we used the lav as the direct microphone, but now we've flipped it. And this is very troubling for me because I had gotten used to gesticulating with my hands like a wild Southern Italian and knocking the microphone over. And it didn't really matter, even though it would make our audio engineer wince. But now this is it, baby. The golden microphone. My last thing that I did in LA before I moved out was I got to fill in for Rush Limbaugh and sit behind the golden EIB microphone and the only reason I wasn't able to fill in more at that time was uh, that m- my own radio show was announced a few days later on a different network. But I was—I i got to sit behind that. I thought, oh my goodness, the golden EIB microphone, Rush Limbaugh, the king of talk radio, and now, baby, we've got the functioning gold microphone right here on this desk. It's not the fully gold EIB microphone. There's no other Rush Limbaugh, but it's a little bit—it's got enough gold, okay. And speaking of gold. Boy, what a fortuitous transition. Speaking of gold, Costco has a new product that they are selling out of, and that is gold bars. I love this story. I can't believe this exists. Costco has everything, man. They've got $1.50 hot dogs with unlimited refills of Diet Coke and nice little ground-up onions on it. They've got free samples. You can make a brunch out of it. They've got massage chairs. They've got chinos and Oxford shirts. They've got 50,000 packs of seltzer. They've got everything. And now they have bars of gold that they are selling out of. Part of the reason they're selling out is because, you know this, if you're a Costco aficionado as I am, if you get the slightly more expensive Costco card, then you get 2% back. And apparently you get 2% back on gold as well. So you're, you're getting an effective 2% discount on uh, every ounce of gold you buy, which is pretty great. But also, what this tells us is People don't have confidence in the stock market. This is an actual political indicator. The fact that Costco can't stock gold bars fast enough is an indicator that people don't believe the stock market. They think it's headed for a crash. I think it's probably headed for a crash, or at least a significant dip. That's going to affect the 2024 race as well. We, we are still grappling with the insane inflation that came to us by way of COVID lockdowns and Joe Biden's massive spending. And at the time, the whole time, we were told that inflation was not going to be an issue, it was, that, that actually they were going to curb inflation, that Joe Biden was going to pass the Inflation Reduction Act. That was going to curb inflation, though it didn't. And all serious analyses on it suggest that it either didn't affect inflation or made inflation worse. What has thus far controlled inflation in, to the degree that it has been controlled is the Fed, the Fed finally raising interest rates. But our economy is extremely precarious right now. And you can have all the geniuses on TV in their suits and ties saying, oh no, everything's great. Joe Biden's doing fine. It's the most wonderful economy ever. Uh, When people stop stocking up on the gold bars, then I'll finally believe that. Speaking of questionable finances, uh, the House is investigating Joe Biden's bribes that he would seem to have taken from lots of countries around the world, including Ukraine and China. Uh, They've now brought a forensic accountant to testify uh, about how these sorts of crimes are conducted. Does anything sound familiar in this testimony? Mr. Dubinsky, you have extensive experience as an expert witness and consultant in the areas of white collar crime, financial fraud and corruption. Is it characteristic of these types of crimes that actors hide behind nicknames or other pseudonyms to mask their identity? It's very common. What about this first email image is characteristic of financial crimes that you have investigated or provided expert testimony on in the past? Well, typically you'll see code names used, and, and money is being paid to somebody under that code name, uh, and that's how these processes work. Let me ask you something. You're, you're very experienced. When conducting an investigation, if your boss prevented you from taking investigative steps, how would you react? How would it affect your findings? First, it would be extremely troubling uh, if I was told not to continue to investigate something. And if I was put in that position, I'd probably withdraw from the investigation. So we know that the DOJ, that Weiss, who's now the special counsel, when he was investigating the uh, Hunter Biden, really Joe Biden scandal on bribes, was stymied at crucial steps, was said, no, you can't really ask that question. You can't really go there. We've heard this from IRS whistleblowers. We also know From Hunter Biden's laptop, that Joe Biden was referred to as the big guy. The big guy. Hey, we got we got to send 10% to the big guy. Who's the big guy? Are we talking about Al Capone? Sort of. I guess we're talking about the Al Capone of the Bidens, which is Joe Biden. We now also know that Joe Biden's brother, Frank, who has also made his career just peddling his brother's name and American influence, Frank Biden has referred to his brother as the big guy. When his brother calls, Frank Biden will interrupt business and say, oh, the big guy's calling. Here's the big guy. And and you'll recall when when Biden was first accused of this impropriety, what was the response from Team Biden? The response was, show me on paper where Joe Biden got a direct payment from China or from Ukraine. And you're never going to see that. Joe might not be the swiftest person out there, but he's not a complete dummy, okay? He he at least is clever enough politically to know how to cover his tracks, have holding corporations, and use code names. So it's not going to say, you know, okay, here, quarter million dollars to Joe Biden. Though they did set, the the Chinese did send $260,000 in a a couple wire payments to uh, Joe Biden's home address in Delaware, so they didn't cover it up perfectly. But that's what this is. The guy is obviously guilty, Uh, The GOP is going to keep digging in on this. There's going to continue to be more drip, 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 leak, leak, leak. They've pulled the thread far enough now, I think. And because the election is drawing near and our enemies generally tend to like chaos in our elections, probably you're going to get a little bit more information out of China. Who knows? Maybe you get a little more information even out of Ukraine though Ukraine is still counting on the Bidens to fund their war. But but China, I could see them kind of messing around a little bit. Or who knows which other intelligence agencies have this kind of dirt. I mean, the fact that Hunter Biden left his, his laptop at just some random shop such that we got to see terabytes of information. Who knows how many intelligence agencies around the world know about Joe Biden's crooked business deals. This is going to continue to look worse for him throughout the election. Does it look bad enough to replace Joe Biden at the top of the ticket? Or is he going to be able to hold on? We're all focused on the fight on the Republican side. There is going to be an increasingly intense fight on the Democrat side, at least behind the scenes. And there's always going to be a Newsom there, a very sharp political talent, Gavin Newsom, waiting to jump in. He's already, he's already dealt with the, the open Senate seat in California quite well, the one vacated when Dianne Feinstein died. Uh, there's a little, little bit of a scandal with that Senate seat as well, but we're going to have, that's going to be my tease. You know, I'm a big tease. We're going to have to wait for that until tomorrow because today is, can I say it? Can I say it on YouTube? Today is Tr- Trans Tuesday. So the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, Canada to check out for two months free on all annual plans.